Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 98. It is Tuesday, April 7, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and it doesn't matter what day it is. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right, another podcast, another day. Wherever you're listening to this, if you could like, share, comment, review, whatever you could do to help out this podcast would be so much appreciated. I might even mention your name on the next podcast. Uh, Also, if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, go to Facebook in the search type, get HIPAA compliance and join that group because you need to learn more about HIPAA. That's what we do. Uh, first up on threat post, government VPN servers targeted in zero-day attack. This is in China. The attacks are being carried out against Chinese government interests worldwide, according to Kihu 360 as Chinese government turns to virtual private networks to provide access to official resources for those working remotely amid the COVID-19 pandemic. The Dark Hotel APT has seized the opportunity to target those VPNs in a zero-day attack, researchers said. According to security analysts from Chinese firm Kihu 360 attacks began in March on a Chinese VPN provider called Sangfor, used by a number of Chinese government agencies. At least 200 VPN servers connected, connecting to multiple endpoints were compromised as of the first week of April, they added. The researchers said that the victims include Chinese agencies in Afghanistan, Armenia, Ethiopia, India, Indonesia, Iran, Israel, Italy, Kazakhstan, Malaysia, North Korea, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, Kazakhstan, Thailand, Turkey, UAE, United Kingdom, and Vietnam, and domestic government institutions in Beijing and Shanghai. Once VPNs are controlled by threat actors, the internal assets of many enterprises and institutions will be exposed to the public network and the loss will be immeasurable, Kihu 360 researchers wrote in a posting on Monday. The attack was carried out using a zero-day exploit the firm found, adding that the campaign is complex and required a good deal of skill to execute. Vulnerability exists in an update that is triggered automatically when the VPN client starts to connect to the server, according to the firm, which reported the bug to Sangfor. The client will obtain an update from the configuration file at a fixed location on the connected VPN server and a downloaded program called sang4ud.exe. The client, unfortunately, doesn't make any security checks before downloading this executable. As a result, the researcher said attackers can hijack the session, alter the update configuration file, and replace the update program with their own malicious code. When users of the victim agencies use VPN clients, the update process triggered by default was hijacked by the hackers. The researchers explained the update program was replaced and embedded with a backdoor. The attacker imitated the signature of a legitimate program to disguise the backdoor, and it is hard for a common user to distinguish. The vulnerability was found in a server version of Sang4 released in 2014. The vendor issued a patch for the bug on Monday, and any admins running the software are encouraged to update their server software versions. So take care of that right away if you're in China and using Sang4 VPN. This is on Vice.com. PayPal and Venmo are letting SIM swappers hijack accounts. Even after being warned by researchers, some companies still haven't fixed systems that make it easy for hackers to take over accounts. Several major apps and websites such as PayPal and Venmo, when Venmo is owned by PayPal, have a flaw that lets attackers easily take over users' accounts once they have taken control of the victim's phone number. Earlier this year, researchers at Princeton University found 17 major companies, among them 
Amazon, PayPal, Venmo, Blizzard, Adobe, eBay, Snapchat, and Yahoo allowed users to reset their passwords via text message sent to a phone number associated with their accounts. This means that if a hacker takes control of the victim's cell phone number via common and tragically easy to perform hack known as SIM swapping, they can then hack into the victim's online accounts with these apps and websites. Going through the data set, I actually didn't expect to find much, and then I didn't expect to find these huge websites to have this sort of issue, Kevin Lee, the lead researcher on the study, told Motherboard. Last week, two months after their initial outreach to the companies to report this flaw in their authentication mechanisms, the Princeton researchers checked again to see if the companies had fixed the problem. Some, including Adobe, Blizzard, eBay, Microsoft, and Snapchat, have plugged the hole. Others have yet to do it. Many of them didn't understand that this was an issue with their authentication policies, Lee said. Many of them are saying, well, this is an issue with the carriers and not us. So uh, that leaves PayPal, Amazon, Venmo, um, and a few others. So be careful of of, of uh, SIM jacking and um, SIM swapping, sorry. And uh, be careful of how you reset your passwords if you need to reset your passwords because... This is how it's happening. Um, Bleepy Computer reports 80% of all exposed exchange services still unpatched for critical flaw. Over 350,000 of all Microsoft exchange services currently exposed on the internet haven't, haven't yet been patched against the CVE 2020-0688 post-auth remote code execution vulnerability affecting all supported Microsoft exchange server versions. The security flaw is present in the exchange control panel ECP component on on by default, and it allows attackers to take over vulnerable Microsoft Exchange servers using any previously stolen valid email credentials. When we talked about this a few weeks ago, so Microsoft patched the RC bug on February 2020 patch Tuesday and tagged it with the exploitation more likely exploitably index assessment, hinting at the vulnerability being an attractive target for attackers. So it is being exploited, actively exploited. Cyber security firm Rapid7, the one behind the Metasploit penetration testing framework, added a new MS Exchange RCA module to the pen testing tool on March 4th, following multiple proof-of-concept exploits having surfaced on GitHub. Both the NSA and CISA later issued warnings that urged organizations to patch CVE 2020-0688 as soon as possible, seeing that multiple APT groups have already started exploiting it in the wild. 82.5% of all found exchange servers not yet patched, which is just crazy. Um, I'm guessing this is, you know, combined with the COVID-19 pandemic uh, and not wanting to take down email servers for any time to patch um, probably explains why this is not being taken care of yet. Um, but it does need to take get taken care of because there is an active it's not just an exploit it's an active exploit meaning people there's somebody out there is targeting these servers now fbi warns again this is also bleep the computer fbi warns again of bec scammers exploiting cloud email services fbi's internet crime complaint center ic3 has issued today a public service announcement warning of cyber criminals abusing popular cloud-based email services as part of business email compromise BEC attacks. And we've talked about this one before too. This is the second time within a month that the FBI has warned of malicious actors abusing cloud email to conduct BEC scams with a private industry notification on the same subject having been issued on March 3rd. While previously the FBI singled out Microsoft 365, Office 365, and uh, Google G Suite as the ones targeted in this in such attacks. This time the agency refers to them as 
only as two popular cloud-based email services, and they probably are the two most popular. Between January 2014 and October 2019, the Internet Complaint Center, IC3, received, I'm sorry, it's the Internet Crime Complaint Center, IC3, received complaints totaling over $2.1 billion in actual losses from BEC scams targeting Microsoft Office 365 and Google G Suite, the FBI said in a pin. While most cloud-based email services have a security feature that can help prevent BEC, many of these features must be manually configured and enabled. The crooks move to attacking trough cloud-based email services matches organizations' migration to the same type of services from on-premises email to abuse cloud service emails. I'm sorry, to abuse cloud's email services, the scammers use email service aware of fish kits that closely imitate the services interface and is designed to trick a target's employees into handing over the account credentials. The targets are redirected to a phishing kit used by part of these BEC attacks via large-scale phishing campaigns with the phishing kits being able of identifying the service associated with each set of compromised credentials and displayed the correct user interface. Upon compromising victim email accounts, cyber criminals analyze the content to look for evidence of financial transactions. Using the information gathered from compromised accounts, cyber criminals impersonate email communications between compromised businesses and third parties such as vendors or customers. The scammers will then impersonate employees or business partners with the end goal of redirecting payments to bank accounts they control. So we've talked about BEC scams a few times now. Um, Anytime you get an email that says, you know, we need to change payment information, that should be verified by phone. Call up whoever it is that you need to call up, you know, the business owner, the check writers, whoever it is, and um, verify that the information is being changed because don't don't just assume that the email, especially when it's a large amount of money, don't just assume that what you're getting in email is real. It's unsolicited. Find out if it's real. Make a phone call. Don't respond to the email. Um, didn't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. Bleeping computer, public service announcement, fake Zoom installers being used to distribute malware. So we've talked about this, and, uh, and there is a blog post on our website, and I actually have to update it because I just found out today there is no end-to-end encryption for Zoom at the current moment in time. Uh, but this one we've talked about. People are registering Zoom domains and... Um, I warned people do not download from any website besides zoom.us and here's the reason why so attackers are taking advantage of increased popularity of the zoom video conferencing service to distribute installers that are bundled with malware and adware applications as people are spending more time indoors and performing physical social distancing many have started using zoom meetings for remote work exercise classes and virtual get-togethers Knowing this, threat, hacker, threat actors have started distributing Zoom client installers bundled with malware such as coin miners, remote access trojans, and adware bundles. Today, Trend Micro reports that they have found a Zoom installer being distributed that will also install a cryptocurrency co- miner on the victim's computer. When installed, the malware will attempt to use your GPU and CPU to mine for Monero cryptocurrency, which will cause your computer to become slower, potentially overheat, and potentially damage the hardware in your computer. Other Zoom client installer found by Bleepy Computer are being distributed with unwanted software bundles or remote access Trojans. For example, the below Zoom installer, and there's a screenshot here, is targeting German users with other unwanted offers along with Zoom client. Another malicious Zoom installer will install the 
NJ Rat Remote Access Trojan, otherwise known as Blotabindi, that will give the attacker full access to the infected victim's computer. This would allow the attacker to steal your data, take screenshots with your webcam, or execute commands to download and install other malware. As most of these malware samples ultimately install the Zoom client, users are not aware that the other malicious applications were installed on their computer as well. To prevent this, always download the Zoom client from the official Zoom download section or when prompted by a Zoom meeting invite on the zoom.us site. Um, so with that being said, I would even take it a step further. Install the Zoom client ahead of time. Go to zoom.us and download it from there um, because I can see where at some point there will be fake Zoom links being emailed out. So it's just download it ahead of time from zoom.us. Do not download it from anywhere else. And our last article for today, Bleeping Computer Interpol, ransomware attacks on hospitals are increasing. So the International Criminal Police Organization warns that cyber criminals are increasingly attempting to lock out hospitals out of critical systems by attempting to deploy ransomware on their networks despite the currently ongoing COVID-19 outbreak. This doesn't come as a surprise, even though some operators behind various ransomware strains have told Bleeping Computer last month that they will stop targeting health and medical organizations during the pandemic. Since then, Mays released data stolen from a drug testing company encrypted before their statement of not targeting healthcare, while Ryu continues to attack hospitals despite most of them being flooded with new COVID-19 cases every day. Russian-speaking threat actors have also attacked two European companies in the pharmaceutical and manufacturing industries in incidents suspected to involve ransomware. Last week, Microsoft said it has started to send targeted alerts to dozens of hospitals regarding vulnerable public-facing VPN devices and gateways located on their networks to help them prevent Revel, Soda Nakibi, ransomware attacks from breaching their networks following this trend. Interpol's cybercrime threat response team at its Cyber Fusion Center said over the weekend that it has detected a significant increase in the number of attempted ransomware attacks against key organizations and infrastructure engaged in the virus response. After this discovery, Interpol says that it issued a purple notice alerting police in all its 194 member countries to the heightened ransomware threat. Um, So it's going to continue it's not going to stop. It is going to increase. They're going to find ways to to, to um, use the distraction that we currently have against healthcare because healthcare records uh, are at a premium on the dark web. So, as um, unwanted as it is, we're going to need to remain vigilant in healthcare. Healthcare IT is going to need to step their game up, whether you are a hospital or you are a single person healthcare entity. You're going to need to make sure you are protected and step your cybersecurity game up. That is going to do it for this edition of the Product of IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.